<laughs> I'm back up here. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> this means I can't get away. I got to stay up here. <laughs> uh, uh, praise God. <laughs> uh, happy to be up here again. Happy to, uh, to say hi to everybody and to see our faces and to see that... Uh, that uh, God is still living. God is still uh, moving in this place, and uh, and I pray that He's gonna uh, just speak through me and uh, just move tonight. So let's pray. Let's pray. God, we need you. We are desperate for you, God. We need you in our lives, God. We need you in our youth. We need you in this place. We need you in our hearts. We need you in our minds, God. We need you, God. God, we want to make that shift, God, where where we move after you again today, God. Where we move, God, into your purpose, into your calling, God. Where we move, God, into this journey that you're, you're, you're laying out in front of us, God. Where we move into, God, our, our Christian faith. Where we move into, God, uh, uh, that strength and that power and that grace that you've given us, God. God, help us to shift today. Help us to move after you today, God. Help us to hear your word. Help us to understand your word, God. We need you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, before I uh, before I get into the word, I uh, I feel like I should explain because <laughs> a lot of you probably still have a lot of questions. You, do you guys want to hear what happened? Anybody? Ben, you, you still don't know? Okay. Uh, so I broke my my hip in uh, in three plate well three big fractures. Um, I have currently in my hip uh, nine screws. Uh, one of them is seven inches long, and the other ones are about two inches long. I got two plates. Um, uh, it's a pretty crazy injury. I, I went and saw my doctor yesterday, and uh, he says your injury is pretty bad, and it looks like you won't be walking for a while. Um, he thinks that it's going to take uh, another two, three months to just settle before I can start walking. Uh, six months till I'm good at walking a year until I can run that's what he says but it's hard for me to believe that it's hard for me to to think that I'm going to be down for that long I still as much as I know he's a doctor and he's a professional and my parents side with him and everybody sides with him it's hard for me to <laughs> to take it it's hard for me to believe that and, and see it because I, I don't know I guess I feel like it's healing right now. I can feel it healing, so <laughs> I don't know if I want to just stay off of it. But but uh, uh, we were up at Stevens Pass, and I took a, a jump with a little bit too much speed, and I landed on my uh, back and on my hip, and uh, I broke it. And uh, a day later, went to the clinic and found out that it was really broken. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that came a huge blow in my life and a huge kind of very tough, tough information to hear that you got to stop everything that you're doing, your ministries, your business, your, your, your direction, and, and just trust in the Lord. <laughs> and uh, it was very tough, but at the same time, I knew God was up to something. I know He's up to something. He's doing something, and I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> I don't know what it is except for that I know that I'm going to be stronger in the end. I'm going to have something to, to, to talk about. I'm going to go through a process that, that uh, uh, um, 
that I can say God did this and I did this and then God did this <laughs> and uh, I don't know what it is I don't know what's going to happen to me but I know it's for good because that's what his word says he does everything for your good for your for your benefit in the end and uh, uh, I got my stitches out yesterday had uh, fi uh, 63 clips so I from from here up to the middle of my back and then there's a little one that had six in it for the big screw but uh, <laughs> that wasn't fun there's was no no painkillers and it was like ripping out your flesh piece by piece so <laughs> thanks you know but uh, but it was it was out of everything I think that was the most painful thing that I'd had to go through so far that I remember maybe it was the last thing I went through that's why I remember it so well but uh, but it was um, uh, in it I got to see uh, God do so much in, in my own personal life uh, it's funny when you when you deserve the sympathy how you can use that for your advantage <laughs> that's what I learned uh, when people are sympathetic to you, they're open and they're willing to hear what you have to say. And you can tell them pretty much anything. You can tell them, oh, man, can you give me that glass of water? Or can you put on my sock? Or, or <laughs> can, you, can you listen to me for a minute? Because I've got to tell you about what God, what God wants for you. And they're like, okay, I guess I have to because I can't tell him no. He's, he's a broken person now. And so, and so I use that in my advantage a lot in the hospital. And... Uh, and uh, it was awesome. The hardest time for me was when I come home. When you come home and all the excitement stops. Nobody comes visits anymore and, and you're alone in your room and you're, you're, you're alone. And, and that's when it gets really tough. And that's when all kinds of thoughts and attitudes and, and, and the devil shows up and he says, Hey, how's it going? Remember me? I haven't bugged you for a while. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, and that's where you go again, and you go. Wait a minute. Where's all my battle plan? Where's all my where's my uh, things that that prom promote me into victory? Things that help me uh, stay afloat. Where are those things? And you start you start uh, digging past all the different revelations. I remember opening up my uh, my uh, my notebook that I started writing when I first came to church, and all the different stuff Adam McCain said, and all the different uh, different scriptures that were so impactful in my life. And and it's almost like uh, you go through the course again. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, trials. And uh, to get there, uh, I wanted to talk about the, the path of a hero. You know, uh, all these uh, movies we watch, these stories we hear, even secular, outside the Bible, they all have a uh, uh, kind of like a secular uh, circle that they go through. Every hero goes through different stages, and then he gets to the end where... Where, uh, and, and I can, uh, I can uh, go through them with you real quick, and maybe you can uh, understand which part you're in or where you're at. But uh, I'll go through them really quick. And, uh, and this is, uh, everybody start, it's like a clock, 12 o'clock, midnight, right? Everybody uh, starts their journey from an ordinary life, okay, like today, okay? Ordinary, I don't feel any special, I don't feel like an amazing person, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you get to one o'clock, and that's the call to your calling. You get called. At one point, you feel like, hey, God wants me to, to step up. God wants me to take on something. God wants me to do something. I feel like, you know, like, man, I feel like I should start a school club, or I feel like, man, I should go serve in the church. I feel like uh, uh, I, need to, I need to do something with my life. Number two, uh, two o'clock, 
you get assistance. All of a sudden, somebody appears next to you and goes, hey, I can help you. And you're like, where did you come from? But I, but I can help you. Okay. And so you start training. Uh, number three is uh, you, 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 uh, after you're trained, you're, you, you have to depart. Three o'clock is a departure. Every hero has to go through departure. He has to cross that line. He has to go past his neighborhood, past that, that ordinary uh, place in his life. He's got to go and say, I'm going to there. I don't know what's there, but it's calling me. I got to go there. And so he goes beyond his limits, and he walks in faith. Uh, four, as soon as he gets out there, first thing he gets is trials. When you go into the desert, you get trials. You get tested. You get... You know, you got to escape, and you got to uh, uh, survive, and you got to find food, and you got all these trials. Uh, uh, five uh, is, is the approach. He senses, man, I got to get out. I'm getting to, the, to, the, to my destination. I know it's right there. That, that vision, that goal is coming. I, I can sense it. And he has that approach. Six, six o'clock down south from ordinary life is crisis. It's the lowest point. It's where... Nothing makes sense anymore. You get wiped out and, and you're on your back and you go, why did I take on this adventure? What's going on in my life? <laughs> and uh, seven is uh, uh, a miraculous resurrection, miraculous strength and energy. We get that from God and uh, a treasure comes. And eight is a result, uh, meaning all of a sudden you realize you got this treasure. You understand something. You understand that it's, not you, but God empowering you, and you have this treasure in your life. Eight is a result, meaning you can start to use this treasure. Nine is you got to return back, and, and ten is with a new life. Uh, Eleven o'clock is a resolution, meaning all those questions you had finally become answered. And uh, twelve is uh, uh, you start a new life, and that's heaven. Back to status quo, and, and those adventures continue, continue. When I was watching movies back in the world, I remember watching movies so much that I got so sick and tired. I knew exactly what the next step was. I, I was like, oh, man, I can't even watch this movie anymore. I know what's going to happen. Now he's going to get some challenge. Oh, now he's going to miraculously defeat it, and now he's going to almost die, and then he's going to come back to health, and then, and then he's going to save the world in the end always. It's because he's the good guy. He's the hero. That's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> but, uh, but aside from all the fiction and, and from all the worldly t tales that in it instill a bunch of sin and garbage. This is what Jesus Christ did for us as well. This is what he's calling us to do, is to, to rise up to the challenge of being, being a Christian. Rise up to, the, uh, uh, to your place and, uh, in Christianity and in your time period. Uh, today's Bible plan we read that uh, pray, pray that this doesn't happen in winter. You guys remember that? Anybody read that today? <laughs> I was, was like, nobody knows the time or the season. But pray, you pray that this doesn't happen in winter. Okay, God, is it up to us then? Are we, gonna, are we, are we responsible for the end of the world? In a way, yes. In a way, we're, we're realizing that, that when we heard Alexei speak. Remember Alexei? pastor from Israel, he said, the Jews are being destroyed because if the devil can destroy them, then the end of the world can't happen. And the Christians are being destroyed because if he can destroy them, then the end of the world can't happen. So that's why he's so eager to take you out. That's why he's so eager to destroy your lives. Um, and so that's why God's saying, pray. Pray that it doesn't happen in winter because if it happens in winter, it's going to be pretty cold and it's going to be hard for people to run to the mountains, right? 
<laughs> I don't know. That's that's what odd thought I had today. <laughs> uh, uh, but my 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 scripture that I want to read was in uh, Deuteronomy. Let's open to Deuteronomy chapter eight. And uh, I didn't have time to get this in the NIV version, nor would you see it up there, so I can clearly read the Amplified version. <laughs> All the commandments, this is verse 1. Which I command you this day, you shall be watchful to do, that you may live and multiply and go and possess the, and the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall earnestly remember the way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you and to know what was in your mind and your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, and w which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you recognize and personally know that man does not live by bread only, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. One of the first steps when we say, God, here's my life. Do whatever you want. First question that, that came to my mind is, what do I do now? God, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and uh, and you get hungry for God's word. Because when you have God's word, you know where you're headed. You know where you need to go. You know what, what God wants you to do. You have his word. And the difference is, this is literal word. You have something that God wrote and everybody reads this, and this applies to everybody. But then there's God's word for your life, where God speaks to you directly. And he says, you, I want you to do this and this and this for my kingdom. I want you to do this and this and this for my kingdom. And I want you to, 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 to respond like this to my call. And that word is what propels us. That word is what gives us... His, Man, you realize God is speaking to you, to you in particular. God is speaking to you. God, God, God has something for you. And all of a sudden you feel like, man, that's my call. I, I, I've given my life to Christ, and now God is calling me in a direction. And all of a sudden you get excited. All of a sudden you're like, man, I finally, I, re I feel like my life, I have my life. I can, I can live for this. I can do this. And, 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 you, and you head out that way. And then it says this. Remember. The way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you and to know what was in your mind. Part of this, the biggest part of this journey that I think we, as a Christian, that I started to realize is it's not you. You're not the great guy. You're not this hot shot. You're not amazing. You're not, you're not super special. But it's what's God put in you is God's life, it's God's strength, it's God's power that rests in you that makes your life amazing, that makes your life uh, amazing. And it, this is why it says, remember, remember the way which the Lord your God led you. Remember 40 years, remember. Why? Because when we get up and we get what we want, we tend to forget. We tend to go, wow, I'm awesome. Wow, did I sing good. Wow, I'm preaching so good. Wow, this is awesome. This is, man, am I such a good Christian. Man, am I talented. Oh, boy, do I got, do I got something awesome in my life. Oh, and it's not you. It's God. And he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna. 
You know, that as a Christian, it seems like God sometimes separates himself from you. And it seems like, why? Where did you go? I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. I know I didn't do anything wrong. Where are you? God, where are you? And uh, God goes, I just want you to uh, dig a little bit harder. I want you to realize who I am again. You get hungry for me, you know? Uh, because if, he's, if, he's, all, if, he's, if he's, he's always there, but he wants you to, uh, to get serious sometimes. He wants you to, 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 to depend on him sometimes. He wants you to help you remind you again and again that it's not you. It's not you. It's not you. You're nothing special. In, uh, in chapter 9, he goes, uh, verse 5, he tells the Israel nation, not for your righteous or for your, your uprightness, for your, uh, your, your mind and your heart do not possess uh, this land, but because of the wickedness of the other nations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you that he may fulfill the promise which the Lord swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's a pretty big thing. He's saying, you know what? Don't get all too confident about your, me picking you and, and, and leading you and thinking you're this hot shot above everybody else. He goes, no, you're just, with my help, you've become better. You've become more righteous. You've become more clean. You've separated yourself from sin. You've, you've, uh, you've got purity in your mind now. But don't think you're better than anybody else. I can use anybody. And I'm giving you uh, your authority. I'm giving you strength. I'm giving you power in your, in your, in your jobs, in your schools, and, and where you are so that, so that they can turn, so that you can help them. So don't think you're better than them. Don't think you're, you're anything better than them. You're just like them, but I'm in you, and I'm strengthening you, and I'm, I'm transforming your life, and I'm calling you to, to something bigger and uh, something beyond you. Um, he might make you recognize and personally know that man does not live by bread only, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. We're born with needs. We're born with God. Give me this. God, do this for me. God, I need this. God, I want this. And God is saying, that's not the big picture. <laughs> the big picture is your salvation. The big picture is that you make it to heaven. The big picture is that you don't forget that. And you don't lose that. Everything else is secondary. And actually, when you shift and you, and you take on that vision, when you're in God's presence and you can sense and you can see, man, your salvation is the most important, all that other stuff matters. You never notice that when you're in, in God's presence that you forget to pray about your school grades and you forget to pray about um, uh, how important it is for you to get your driver's ed or, or how important it is to, to get that good job or that promotion. You know, on the contrary, you, you, you realize, man, I have God. That's all I need. That's all I want. I have God. That, that's it. And uh, this journey is, is what, what God is teaching you. This is what God is teaching us. But uh, so we, we, were, uh, we were talking, we were talking, talking, talking about there's so many people that never get on the journey or they start the journey, but they never proceed forward. They, they maybe say, hey, yeah, that's a great idea. I want to start a relationship with God. But then when it comes time to, to start training, they don't do the training. When it comes time to, to, uh, uh, to speak up in their school, they opt out, and, uh, and they get bogged down with this guilt. They get bogged down in this, this place where the devil goes, uh-huh, you thought you were a hero. You thought you were God's kid. You're not. 
you obviously aren't because you're doing this and this and this. You're obviously not because this is how your life is ending up. You're obviously failing, so how could you be God's kid? And, uh, and that's, what, that's, what, that's what happens to all of us. That's uh, the trials. That's the, uh, when, 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 when the devil comes at you and tells you straight, this is who you really are. And it's like, man, I thought I was a hero. I thought I was on this journey. I thought I was going to do something big. I thought I could. I thought, I thought God, you know, uh, uh, it was just going to be easy and awesome. And it isn't. It's hard and difficult, but something happens. And I want to skip up to uh, 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 1 John chapter 3. Read in uh, verse 6. 1 John 3, 6. No one who abides in him, who lives and remains in communion with and obeys him, deliberately and with knowledge and habitually, remember that word, habitually, commits, practices sin. No one who habitually sins has either seen or known him, recognized, perceived, understood him, or has had experienced acquaintance with him. Habitually. That's a word that's only in my Bible, not in your Bible. But it's a very impactful word. Habitually means you want a license to sin. Or habitually means you are okay with the idea of sin in your life. Habitually means you go, hmm, tomorrow I'm going to sin, and I'm going to sin the day after, and I'm going to sin the day after, and I'm not going to change anything about that. I like that in my life. I enjoy that. That's part of me. That's what it means. It says this, if that's you, then you're not in a relationship with God. Then you're not saved. Then you're, <laughs> you're lost. Because if you really truly knew God, if you met God, you'd do everything in your power to stay with him you'd fight for your life you'd fight for holiness you'd fight to stay on his side you'd fight yourself and it also says this <clears throat> verse 7 boys lad let no one deceive and lead you astray he who practices righteousness who is upright conforming to the divine will and purposes thoughts and actions living in conscious consistently conscious life is righteous even as he is righteous this says this, if you are fighting, if you are reading your Bible, if you are praying in the morning, if you are coming to youth, if you are hungry for God to move in your life, if you are constantly repositioning yourself saying, man, I got to get this sin in my, out of my life, out of my life, out of my life, God is calling you righteous. God is saying, that's the attitude I want. That's what I'm looking for. It's not you who, out of willpower, defeats yourself. It's your decision to lean on God. It's your decision to come running back to God. It's your decision to, to come after God. That God says, yes, you're righteous. Yes, I will give you strength. Yes, I will resurrect you and get you back up and get you to that place where you need to be. Yes, I will give you treasure. Yes, I will give you your reward. Yes, I will give you freedom. Yes, I will give you peace. Verse 8. But he who commits sin, who practices evil doing, is of the devil, takes his character from the devil, evil one. For the devil has sinned, violated the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God 
was made manifest, visible, was to undo, the, to loosen and to dissolve the works of the evil, of the devil, of the, the works the devil has done. No one born begotten of God deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin, for God's nature abides in him, his principle of life. The divine, the sperm, remains permanently within him, and he cannot practice sinning because he is born begotten of God. That saying, uh, when you receive Christ in your life, when you say, my heart is fully given to God, something takes place. God positions himself in you. God, God is a part of your life. God, it says you're born again, your spirit, and when you have that spirit, there's that battle. Please the spirit or please the, your flesh. And it says this, as long as you keep that spirit alive and you keep feeding that spirit, that's what makes you righteous. As long as you keep getting back up and as long as you, you, you're hungry to keep leading on that spirit, that, that's what keeps you righteous. The devil comes in and he goes this, you're not able you're not capable. You're not going to be able to. You're, you're, you've already tried to defeat this so many times. It's not possible. This thing's going to take you out. You know, you shouldn't have went on this journey. You should have just stayed and, and focused on your college. You should have just uh, uh, listened to this. You should have just done this. You, why, what's wrong with you? Why would you, why would you raise your hand and, and t- pick up a sword and try to fight me? You know I'm going to kill you. That's what he says. And then you go, no. I go to I6 at youth. And in youth... We get around God. And when I get around God, God tells me I can. God tells me I'm, it's possible. God tells me, he speaks into my life and says, get back up. He speaks into my life and says, keep going. He speaks into my life and says, you're going to make it. There's a, there's a chance for you. And somewhere in there, you got to decide. Part of this is fighting alone. You know, uh, uh, you have mentors you have people you have uh friends you have pastors that'll come alongside you and give you battle plan will tell you hey start reading books start filling your time with with godly things start get away from uh things that waste your time youtube and, and twitter and and, and 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 facebook get away you know start filling your time around god's word go go to 220 and, and watch some uh larry Stockstill. go go to uh, uh different places and feed feed yourself feed yourself feed your spirit stay afloat stay alive and part of that is yeah that sounds good but do we do it and in the end your week will show if you did or you didn't it, it really does and kind of it's up to you if you want to stay afloat in your christian life or you don't and i know a lot of it is is to come here and to go, God, I'm repositioning myself in your kingdom. I'm taking on your blood again, and I'm asking you to wash me. And when you say, God, please forgive me, he forgives you. But then it's up to you to stay afloat. It's up to you to, to cultivate, to be hungry the next morning, to wake up and say, I'm going to pray and I'm going to read before I go to Ruvum's wedding tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I don't care how tired I am I don't care how, how many hours I spend in here if I sleep for another 30 minutes it's not going to change my day whatsoever I'm going to pray and I'm going to read before I go and, and start my day and, uh, and God goes yeah <laughs> that's my boy that's my girl finally come on and then God goes I'm going to give you something to do that day and I'm going to show you what you can do and what, where you can take God's word and, and, and cut bone and marrow and then you go man this is exciting. I just defeated another giant in my life. I just, I just had another victory. I just, just saw God work through me. How is that possible? And it's possible. I, uh, 
I got to see uh, Cynthia's friend, Rosa, in the hospital on Thursday. And uh, it's hard to see somebody you don't know. Because <laughs> you don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. You don't know uh, what to bring. But uh, I knew this. I am a man on crutches. <laughs> and I could just say, hey, look, I have crutches, but I, I'm going to make it. And maybe you'll have crutches and you'll make it too. That's all I wanted to say. If you depend on God, if you lean on God. Uh, he'll get you through. He, he'll give you the strength. He, he'll, 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 he'll get you back up. And uh, that's all I said. And, uh, and um, I, I gave her a, a cross and I said, uh, 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 trust in the Lord. Because I don't know where her faith is. I don't know. You know I, I know she's a, a somewhat Christian and she believes in God. But, but I just wanted to just strengthen her and tell her, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in God. Trust in God. Uh, it gets tough. It gets really, really hard. But trust in God. Trust in God. Trust in God. Lean on God. Um, that's uh, the last thing that we read in there was uh, surround yourself in, uh, in Deuteronomy. It says surround yourself uh, with God's promises, with God's word. Tie it around your wrist. Tie it around everywhere. Put it everywhere. I'll read that for you. I read this, I think, at a uh, uh, club, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Says this: tie God's word around you. It means tether it to yourself. This is the biggest thing that uh, God has been telling me is memorize God's word. God's word has power when you speak it, when you say it, when you memorize it, when you shoot it out. And, you know, that's what Jesus Christ did in the desert when he was tested and he was tried. He said, man will not live by bread alone. So get away from me, devil. I'm not going by your plans. Don't tempt God. Don't, don't make him do things for you. Just follow his plan. Do what he wants for you. And, uh, and it's God who's going to uh, 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 glorify you and build you. Don't take don't take glory for yourself. Don't try to take a kingdom. Don't try to build something for yourself. Trust in God. That's what Jesus Christ did when he when he was was he was saying things that 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 he believed, and when he said them, it strengthened him even more. That's what God's word does to us. So get around God's word in your battle. Get around God's God's uh, 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 word to help you win, to propel you, to get you to the next to the next meeting where we're getting around God's power, getting around God's anointing so that you can win in life, so that you won't be bogged down, so that you won't, you won't, you won't be stuck in, just, uh, in, in, the, the, in the destruction zone where the devil's just crushing you, so that you can get back up in Christ and, and make it, make your, your full victory, bring it around to the top and say, hey, <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to make it to heaven, I'm, I'm going to stand firm, I'm going to remember what God has done for me and what God is, can do and what God will do and I'm going to profess God's word, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to live according to that. Uh, with that, I uh, uh, wanted just to pray.